Welcome to the Chronic Spoonful podcast, where we discuss real life with real chronic illness. Each week, we'll cover an aspect of real life spoony living and what that can mean for different chronic illnesses. We hope this will be a place you can go for updated spoony info and where you'll find humor because, you know, we're a little crazy, important information, and community. As a disclaimer, we just want to remind you that, yes, we'll be talking about chronic illness and health information, but we are not your doctor. Everyone's chronic illness is different, and we are absolutely not MDs, so we are not qualified to give you medical advice. We're going to tell you unequivocally to discuss anything we talk about on this podcast with your doctor. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Back on track with our weekly podcast. Yay! Yay! Hi, everyone. Uh, hi. Um, so let's let's just jump into things a little bit and yeah. talk about what's happening in the world. Omicron. Oh, <laughs> Omicron. Oh, maybe I shouldn't cough alongside that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> so, um, you know, we were starting to get off the COVID discussion train and now we're just back on it. And it feels like history repeating itself all over again. Yep. Um, except this, the further studies have come out and they've said Omicron is not as deadly. That's a lovely sentiment, but it still means you're getting COVID. And it's so contagious. Like they say it's as contagious as the measles, which is insane. Right. It's just crazy pants. And again, considering a lot of you listening are immunocompromised, or even if you're not immunocompromised, you have some ache, pain, horrible thing happening with your body. Why are we taking chances? Because I'm not immunocompromised, at least as far as I know yet. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know the surprises to come. I'm still, every day it's a new surprise. Um, It's it's a matter of like, is it going to settle into my joints? Is it going to settle into this area of my body I already struggle with into my stomach in this way. Is it going to do this? Is it going to do that? So I think we need to just, again, be really careful. Wear your masks, double mask. If you can avoid super public places. Yeah. And they're definitely encouraging people to double mask if you're out in public because of the, how contagious it is. So I've been trying, what I've been doing is I actually ordered from Amazon, the actual N95s, they actually have them from 3M and I've been wearing those. And they're even saying with one of those, you should actually wear a surgical mask over it, which is insane. This thing is, is crazy contagious and people are popping up positive all over the place now. We still have new years to get through. We still have one last one last holiday Nicole. oh god i can't wait till they're over um so i'm you know i'm just gonna say maybe don't go down to times square yes exactly yeah that's they're a still good gonna plan, have right? it i mean it looks like they're still gonna have it mm-hmm. but you know just again I, I mean i'm glad it's less contagious it's it might be a sign that in some ways it's weakening but we still not less contagious stuff. more contagious Sorry, but less more contagious yeah. less deadly yes thank you thank you for fixing <laughs> It, you know, it's, it's saying like, to me, it's saying like, maybe this thing is weakening a little bit in, in the important ways, but it's still, we don't know long COVID. We don't know what effect this is going to have on long COVID. We don't know if this is going to cause long COVID. Mm-mm. Last thing any of us listening to this podcast need is long COVID. Oh my God. They're saying 50% of people who have COVID get long COVID, which is astronomical number. Okay. I'm like, what? And no one's reporting on it. Mm-mm. No one's reporting on it. You have to like basically go into scientific studies and read about it. 
because I think they're afraid of scaring people. Well, you know what? Scare people. Yeah, they they need it. People have become very lax and it's understandable. We've almost been doing this two years, but you know what? We've got to hold on. You know, you can't expect for all these, you know, like a a treatment or something to come about in this short of time. But but is it that inconvenient? Is it that inconvenient to wear masks? Because Asian countries have been wearing masks for ages. I agree with you. We're just entitled in America. It's not that difficult to throw out a mask. It's not. No, it's not. And so like that, that whole thing about like, it's infringing on my rights. Really? It's, it's a piece of cloth. That's what I'm Put saying. That's what I'm saying. You, you were immunized as a child. Go get a shot. Yeah, exactly. What is the big deal? It, I it think people just want something to complain about. It got politicized about. and people, yep. people ran with it. It got, and that's the problem. If it hadn't been politicized to begin with, I don't think we'd have this problem. I think people, you know what, they showed um, pictures and they also, I was watching a show, I think a couple of weeks ago, and they were talking about Spanish influenza. And it was so interesting. They showed all the people that were against the mask mandates then and how people were fighting because they refused to wear masks. Even then there were like people that were against any kind of potential treatment. I mean, so it's, it's people, (laughs) people are just crazy. (laughs) Yes. Maybe we should rename the podcast to People Are Crazy. I, I think so. <laughs> Maybe the main ones. And by me, we mean all of you listening to. Uh, and all the people who are actually doing what they're supposed they're to. to. They're just like, I, I don't know. I've, I've gotten really frustrated with it. But yeah, um, yeah no, I understand being tired of mm-hmm. COVID. I, I mean, I, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I make my own mistakes sometimes. Me like, too. Me too. There are some times I've walked into a store and I'm like, <gasps> I forgot my mask. Oh in my the God, car. me too. You know, it, it, it happens guys. We all make mistakes yes. and, and that's going to happen, but it's, it's the people who don't put in any effort whatsoever. That's that what I'm talking about. It's the, it's the intentional. I'm not going to follow this because I don't believe in it just because I want something to fight. Yeah. This and is not like the, yeah. I feel like that's it for some people. I also feel like it's, I also feel like it's almost an overinflated thing to that the, kind of it's, it's, I don't want to call it fun, but they know it's going to get garner attention on these news sites Mm -hmm. and gossip sites and stuff when people are fighting against it. And I don't think it's as many people fighting against it as we perceive. I think it depends on where you are too. That's true. I I am in LA and people are. I really think it depends on where, because you know what I'm, you know, I'm by major cities, but we're kind of out in the country. And let me tell you, I went to the store the other day to get some stuff I forgot. And I would say the first time in the past year and a half, the majority of people were arguing, they will not wear a mask. Everybody has been in their nose here Here too. But you know, who's the thing is when you go into a store, who's going to enforce it? They don't have police there. And the guy, one of the guys, the the teenager said, Hey, you've got to wear a mask. He said, I'm not wearing nothing. What are you going to do about it? What's a 16 year old going to do? And the manager, you know, they can ask him to leave. They don't have to. The police will not get involved. So really, it, it's, it's that's an issue. an issue with your police department. But yeah. it's a um, huge issue. And a lot of people just had it beneath their nose. But I'm like, dude, that's part of your respiratory tract, too. I just <laughs> that a lot of people just don't understand biology. No. So no. It, yeah. But, you know, we're digressing into this and it's it, it's hard. But you guys, I think our key takeaway from everything we've heard this past week is just be careful, be yes. careful. They are coming out with the pills. Pfizer, I think just got approval for it. So yep. And then there's Merck, Merck, right? Merck came out with Merck came out with one too. Merck came out with it. Yeah. There's yeah. 40 pills in the Merck one. There's 30 pills in the Pfizer one. Right. So they're, they're, they're coming out with more things. I still think the, the biggest 
safety is to not get it at all. Agreed. If you can, um, if you can at all possible. I mean, look, I, I know plenty of people who are taking precautions that are getting it. So it's I, that contagious. It's that contagious right now. So just be careful. Yeah, just be careful. But speaking of being careful in New Year's, that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Uh, you know, we talked last time about, you know, not letting, it's okay to not be okay for the holidays. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Like the holidays after a while just kind of stink. And, you know, I, when I was younger, people used to say Christmas is for the kids. Me too. I don't always believe that because I think there's some magic in, in Christmas, but like when you're sick, it's really hard to find it sometimes. It is. Um, you know, in Christmas and Hanukkah and all that stuff. Cause it's like, it's draining. It's it not is. the actual day itself. It's everything that goes around the holiday. Yes. So now we're heading into new year's and everyone's going to start asking, what's your new year's resolution? Nicole, what's your new year's resolution? <laughs> I don't make them. So <laughs> I, I make a theme for the year. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. I like to give myself a theme to live by for the year that kind of gets me focused on things I want to focus on, but I don't set down very specific goals for my year because nine times out of 10, I'm not going to reach them. And, and neither are most people. They've actually had studies that somewhere in the 80% range that people do not follow through on their, their, right. you know, what do you call it? So, so that's kind of why we titled this, you know, new year, not a new you. <laughs> Because I don't know what people think. I don't know if they think like that the, the clock is magically going to hit midnight and all of a sudden your life is just going to magically change. And maybe for some people it does. Mm-hmm. Could be. Or, you know, something happens in their life on New Year's, whatever. Rare. Exceedingly rare. And your your chronic illness is not going to disappear on January 1, most likely. Your, you know, you're still going to be you. Your personality isn't going to do a 180 on you, unless possibly you have schizophrenia. <laughs> exactly. No. And actually it's not even schizophrenia. It's a dissociative disorder, but whatever. That's the multiple personalities. Multiple personalities. Mm-hmm. So your, your personality could flip on you if you have could, that. It could. I don't want to discount anyone here. <laughs> but at the same time, it's, it's, things like, I I don't know what this people have with this like idea that January 1st is just going to change everything. Um, It's a nice benchmark, I think for measuring things. I think it's a nice benchmark to do an evaluation of your year. I think it's a nice time to do an evaluation of what you want from the next year, but I don't, I don't expect like magic things in January anymore. I think it's better for people to honestly just when they feel like they're ready to change, then you do something about it. That's what I, you know, that's what I've done. I've had friends do it there, you know, in the middle of the year say, Hey, you know what? I need to lose weight for my health. So I'm going to get an accountability partner and yeah. I'm going to do this with somebody to keep myself accountable. And I'm going to work on my, myself. You don't need January 1st to do that. No. And there's so much pressure around it. You guys, we have enough pressure as it is. Yeah, we do. So I think we just, I mean, like I say, I think it's a nice time for reflection. Um, but I don't think you have to have a resolution. And I don't think you even have to have a theme. I do a theme because it helps me. No one has to have one. Mm -mm. No one has to have anything. No. It's January 1. It can just be college football day all day, whatever. Yeah. Don't, don't put that pressure on yourself, guys. It doesn't mean that you're less than either. 
You no. know, you're, there's nothing wrong with not wanting to just follow everybody else down the resolution, you know, path. And I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And, you know, us as chronic illness patients, I mean, it would be for us to come in and say, okay, January 1st, I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to work out every day. I'm going to, it, it could be detrimental to our health. We don't know how we're going to feel in a week. So right. it puts even extra more pressure on us. Exactly. So I, that's why I say it's, it's, I don't, don't feel like you have to get caught up in the madness. Don't feel like you have to, if you want to great, like yeah. this is the time of year that you sit down and you're like, I'm planning out my year and you are that planner. Do it, do it, get yourself a planner, get yes. yourself whatever you need. And if that's, if that's something you do want to work on this year, do it but don't feel forced into it. Don't feel like you have to make these big decisions. It's like, it's like I tell people graduating from high school, you don't have to choose your college major right away. You're going to college, explore your classes. Yes. See what's there because you know what? There's a million things you've never heard of. Agreed. You might find a passion in something you didn't even know existed before you got on campus. Which is so cool. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. Like you get exposed to all this stuff. So you don't feel like, it's January 1st. It's 2022. I have to make decisions about my life. You know, we used to say like, God has a way of laughing at your plans. So <laughs> yeah, that's so true, right? <laughs> um, they, there's also the saying, you know, the best laid plans lead to hell. There's, there's all kinds of not great sayings about making plans. I'm not saying to not make plans. I'm a planner. Yeah. So I like to make plans, but to dictate it too much for your life when your illness is so unpredictable sometimes can hurt your self-esteem. Absolutely. We can hurt our own feelings by doing this, you know, mm -hmm. and really can. It's, it's really rough to, you know, be a chronically ill person. It's really rough. And then to say to yourself, you know, how let down you may feel when you're not able to accomplish something because of your health, then you feel even worse. Like, oh, right? I'm a failure or whatever. And no, you're not. No, you're not. You know, every day, I think it's really good to get up and evaluate. Did I become the person or am I the person that I want to be? Am I getting closer to that? You know, it's good to reflect, but you don't need a special day for it. This should be something yeah. we're doing consistently. No. And, and it should be something we're doing consistently because our bodies change so frequently with our illnesses very often. Um, I don't, I, I know very few people with their chronic illness that they have stayed the same, even within a year, like it's exactly. ups and downs and, and side by side. Now, if you are a planner, just make sure you're planning for those. Like, don't, don't get so, so when you're talking about setting goals and you're talking about, you know, there's a thing called smart goals and smart goals are always achievable. You want to make sure your goals are achievable. You want to make sure you're giving yourself enough time. You want to make sure you're planning them out well. But you also need to build in forgiveness yeah. to those goals. You need to build in the ability to say, okay, these are some of the things I want to accomplish this year. I'm going to work toward them um, and see if my illness allows me to get to that achievable point. Yes. But don't, I would say for a majority of people, saying like, I'm going to publish a book this year. Mm -hmm. Right. But then knowing that there are sometimes three, four, five weeks at a time where you can't even lift your head off the bed, you yeah. might be setting yourself up. You could say, it is my goal to publish a book this year. I want to do these things to reach to that point when I feel healthy. I want to make sure I'm writing. 
When I feel healthy, I want to make sure I'm researching. And you can set those goals down. You can create, if you want, spreadsheets to help you track what you're doing. There's programs out there. Like, you can do all that to get towards your goal, but you don't set yourself up for disappointment if at the end of the year you spent nine months in bed. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Sick. So true. You don't set yourself up at the end of the year going, oh, I totally didn't publish my book and I am, I'm a failure. I'm never going to mm-hmm. finish it. And then throw the book off to the side and you never finish it. Instead of giving yourself a realistic goal saying, you know what, I don't know with my illness when I'm going to finish this book, but it's something I want to do for me. And if it takes 10 years, that's okay. Or like this year, I want to start um, this year. I want to exercise more. Mm -hmm. That's a better goal than I'm going to exercise every day. Exactly. Right. Because when you have a chronic illness, you don't know if you'll be able to exercise every day. No. And we're not supposed to be exercising during flare ups because it can actually make them worse. Regardless, regardless of what condition you have, your body, when it, when it flares from whatever condition you have needs rest, needs self-care. Some other things that people might be thinking about, like take the weight loss factor off of your plate. That's another thing that People get really caught up in the numbers on the scale. Focus more on, I want to eat healthier this year Mm -hmm. and focus on little things you can change throughout the year because there are going to be times when, yeah, I'm sorry, you gorged on those Twinkies. But we're not going to beat our, we're going to make a goal of, I'm not going to beat myself up if I make a mistake. That's a goal too. That's a great goal. Instead of saying (laughs) I'm on a diet and I I eat a candy bar. Oh God, you know? Right. And I, and I'm positive our dietitian and nutritionists are sitting here listening to it going, exactly. <laughs> um, because you have to build forgiveness into any goals you set for yourself. Yep. There's going to be times when either that goal does become unachievable because something happens in your life. Like it was my goal for a long time to do a 5k walk. Yeah. That's not happening. Mm-mm. Now. <laughs> Mm-mm. It's just not happening. Now. My joints won't allow it. No. I ha- I'm going to find something else is a goal. Now, am I devastated that I failed? No, it was just you didn't goal. fail, but I didn't fail. It's just, my goals are now changing, right? They change because of your health. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so I have for quote unquote forgiven. I'm using quote unquote a lot today, quote unquote forgiven myself because it's just nothing I can control. Mm-mm. There's nothing I can control about the fact that my joints are falling apart you know, we're, we're still in the discovery stages. We're still trying to figure out what's going on. So I've had to kind of set that goal aside and look at other things that I want to accomplish. And that's fine guys, because if you build in flexibility, you aren't going to be completely devastated. And it's not to say you build in failure. No, you build in flexibility. Like if we do get my treatment plan on track and, and my joint, the swelling in my joints go down and the doctor says it's okay, I could potentially still work toward that 5K. But right or if now, I feel better, maybe I could, you know, maybe a different right? year. So, but right now that's just not a possibility for me. And I have to accept that and move on to different goals. Yeah, You just kind of put it aside. So I think it's more that never say never but also build in a good amount of time, build in forgiveness, build in all those things. And again, you don't have to wait till January to set your goals. Nope. Nope. If your goals shift mid year and you're like, you know, I thought I was going to be able to really do X, Y, and Z, but now my doctor's saying, no, I can't do those things. Think about a new goal. 
that you want to work toward. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, one thing I realized when I talked to my therapist is I had never realized, and I think I talked to you about this too, Kel, but that you, you didn't have to have, when you said, I thought a goal was like, get a new job or get a degree. Like I thought that's what a goal had to be. And my therapist is like, that is not what a goal has to be. It can be, it doesn't mean it's small or, you know, unimportant. You can say, I want to set a goal of maybe taking, being mindful of taking my vitamins every day. And she's like, that's an okay goal. But I never realized that. And I felt so worthless. Like everyone else gets to make good goals and I can't do anything. And I was just looking at it wrong. Yeah. Goals do not have to be this big life-changing. You you don't have to have a big life-changing goal Mm-mm. at all. It can be something so what someone might consider minuscule, but can actually, well, in the case of taking vitamins can be life-changing Yes, <laughs> because like for me, it's, it's, I just want to get my office cleaned up so I can move my craft stuff in there. So I'm not cramped all in my bedroom with all my stuff. I have a whole office in there and I just need to get it organized and shelves put up so I can organize my life. Right. And I just haven't felt well enough to do it but it's there and it's going to be there until I get it done. Am I devastated by this? No, no. Now at 25, I might've been devastated by this because I used to set really bad goals for myself, (laughs) (laughs) but now I I just learned over time to give myself more flexibility in meeting those goals. Yeah. We got to give ourselves, like you said, grace and self-forgiveness, self-compassion. It's very important. Exactly. And so I think, I think that's kind of why we went with the theme of, you know, it's a new year, not a new you. Um, and I'm going to keep saying that over and over again, because it, it, things just don't always change overnight like that for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We have to take our time. We have to see if the goals we set are things we actually really want. Sometimes mm-hmm. you can get halfway toward achieving a goal and you're like, uh, I don't yeah. think I really want this anymore. Exactly. And that's okay. And that's perfectly fine too. No one actually says you have to accomplish that goal, especially when your passion isn't there for it anymore. That's right. You know, people change over time. Our illnesses have changed us in such significant ways. Oh yeah. We become different people. Yeah. You know, allow that to happen. Just Mm -hmm. allow it to happen. Allow it to flow through you. Try to discover who you are with your illness or, you know, with your disability or whatever it is, just discover who you are. And, you know, I think that's all part of the acceptance part, but. Um, Which comes in stages a lot of the time, right. you know, don't force it on a new year. Mm-mm. No. I mean, that could be your goal for the year is to become more accepting of your chronic illness. Yeah. It's a great goal. And again, that's a very open-ended achievable open-ended can work on it over time type of goal. Mm -hmm. Um, There's all those kinds of things. And, you know, goals can be really hard, but New Year's resolutions just kill me every year. Yeah. Yeah. Just the pressure and the stress. I mean, I, you know, but it's, it's interesting that the health club always says that they have so many people sign up and then within a month, like they drop off and, you know, you would think, you know, watching everyone do this every year, we'd kind of be more realistic about it, but you know, I'm, Everyone does it. Everyone, Everyone does it. I've done it. I've done it numerous times. So oh my gosh. that's why I think it was like five years ago. I said, I'm going to stop making resolutions. I'm just going to make a theme for the year. And they've been themes like forgiveness is yeah. been a year. Um, mindfulness has mm-hmm. been a year. Peace. Yes. 
And it's just been things that can stick in the back of my head. So like when I'm in the car and I'm angry and I'm like, nope, my theme this year is forgiveness. You are forgiven for cutting me off. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) But also learning to forgive yourself. So it's, for me, the theme has been really helpful for other people. It just may not be setting anything at all. And just saying, I'm just going to live this year. There is nothing. I am just going to be at peace with my life and live this year. And by the way, that I think is the best resolution theme. Anything yes. yes. I think that is the best way to start off your new year. It is a new year and I'm just going to continue living my life. Yeah. I love that. I just have to remember my goal for this year is to remember to write 2022 when I date everything. Yeah. And that that doesn't not take until June. <laughs> not 2002, not 2012. That's right. 2022. It's going to be weird to write. If you think that I'm just writing 2021 on things, oh, no, 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 no. I guarantee I'll write 2002 on something. Me too. Uh, I'm really bad with dates and years, guys. It's, I, I do believe I have a mental block when it comes to those things. Don't, don't be shocked if I think it's like 1776. It's <laughs> really horrible. I always have to have people check my dates. And everything I work on. Like, can you read this date and tell me if I put that in right? That's cute. (laughs) It's a mental block. I'm telling you, it's there. Just keep it real. Keep it real this New Year's. Know that we're with you this New Year's. Hey, if you do want to set some sort of resolution goal and you want support for that, we've got our group. If you're like, you know, this year I am going to work on getting healthier. These are some of the things I want to accomplish. And you do want to share a goal feel free to share it and feel free to ask for support. Yeah. Feel free to get people to support you through achieving it. Yeah. I just want everyone to just think realistically and, you know, don't set yourself up Mm -mm. and don't feel pressured. Mm -mm. Don't feel pressured by anybody. You're you. That's right. And it's okay. You be you. Yep. Uniquely you. Put all that stuff on t-shirts. You be Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm me, you be you. Um, But anyway, guys, we we do want to say happy new year. Uh Celebrate to however your body needs you, allows you to celebrate. Stay safe. Please. And um, we'll chat again in 2022. 22. 22. It's so crazy. Oh, God. Um, But that's when we're going to chat again. (laughs) Yes, it's true. (laughs) All right, guys. Have a happy new year. Yeah, we'll see you in 2022. Peace out. Bye, everybody. (laughs) 